0: What's up Halloween branded Warburton's Toasty Loaves, welcome back to Hide From Time, remember this, it's a music show in which we explore the fringes of rock and metal, noise and ambient, experimental and electronic music. My name is Esme and I'm here to say I'm going to play you some No Wave today because it's episode 35 which means I'm doing a special focused episode, this time on the musical style known as No Wave which first originated in the late 70s in New York, and then spread into a global sonic discipline in the years to come. I'm not going to attempt a strict historical account of this genre. For one thing, I'm going to gloss over the late 80s divergence into punk-funk and disco-influenced material. Not because I don't like that stuff, but rather, I think that's another show for another time, if anything. So instead, I'll just play a roughly chronological selection of some of my favourite and most important music from this inscrutable genre for your listening and analysis. So, No Wave is a style of music which dispenses with rock and blues influence while retaining much of the instrumentation and utilising a philosophy of negation, asking the ever-pertinent question, what's left when you start by saying no. These groups and musicians drew somewhat from jazz, avant-garde music and proto-punk, but the sound which they produced was wholly singular. Common threads throughout the style include non-standard instrumentation or band lineups such as saxophone or organ or even woodwind, a heavy use of slide guitar, a frantic exploratory vocal delivery, and a combination of trained and untrained musicians. Also of note was that this was not an especially male dominated genre with most of the big names supporting a mixed gender lineup, which we love to see. Anyway, let's kick off with some proto-no. Forming around 1971, the duo of vocalist Alan Vega and electronic wizard Martin Rev dubbed themselves Suicide and began performing suitably confrontational sets around New York, often featuring whips, chains and lots of black leather. Suicide are often considered to be the first band to describe themselves as punk, utilising the term in its original sense as prison slang. Suicide, however, simply called themselves punk music. Their unusual lineup set them quite apart from the rock music of the time, featuring minimal rhythm boxes, spooky organ, and Vega's anxious, volatile, and echo drenched vocal. You'll see what I mean. This is their debut single, Rocket USA.
1: Hey Yeah.
0: heard Rocket USA by Suicide. Probably the first real no wave band were Mars, who formed in 1975. Mars were a truly bizarre group of untrained musicians and visual artists whose short discography seems to disintegrate in real time, beginning with recognisable song forms and then ending with entirely deconstructed chaos tuned strings and arrhythmic drums colliding with ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics shrieking and moaning. It's pretty cool. The band broke up immediately after recording their final self-titled EP, which is a live in-studio recording of the last time the four musicians would ever play together in 1978. Here's a track from the midway point of their mission to break rock music. This is called Puerto Rican Ghost. Yeah. Uh... One band who were particularly influenced by suicide and by Mars were Teenage Jesus and the Jerks, fronted by divisive scene legend Lydia Lunch and combining howled traumatics with jagged slide guitar, pounding bass lines, and a single drum and cymbal keeping time. The band would typically play a 10 minute live set and their discography is sparse, existing largely in compilation. They were one of the four bands chosen to record for Brian Eno's influential document No New York, which was a 1978 LP which exposed the world to the burgeoning downtown New York no-wave sound. The band Proper broke up in 79, but Lydia does occasionally revive its corpse with acolytes such as Weasel Walter and Thurston Moore filling in rhythm section duties. I'm going to play for you now their first single, which is from the May of 1978. This track is called Orphans, lovely stuff. Of course, Orphans by Teenage Jesus and the Jerks. Alongside Mars and Teenage Jesus, No New York also featured the initial lineup of DNA, a trio at that time comprised of drums, electric organ and detuned 12 string electric guitar. When their keyboardist left shortly after this recording, the band recruited Tim Wright of Ubu on bass guitar which gave them an even more frantic and abstract sound, as evidenced on their sole 1981 album A Taste of DNA which doesn't even clock in at a full 10 minutes. Taken from that album is this little bop called Blonde Redhead. DNA with their song Blonde Redhead. The band who opened the No New York track listing were the incomparable Contortions, centered around former Teenage Jesus saxophonist James Chance, who appears on the back cover of the compilation Smugly Sporting a Black Eye. This band has a wild, funk inspired energy which bridged the gap somewhat between their RT peers and the dance friendly developments in the scene which followed, such as their guitarist Pat. Play- following band the bush tetras the contortions greatest moment of manic dance frenzy has to be this their calling card from 1978 from the album by this is contort yourself
2: it's better than pleasure it's more than pain 走 together why don't you just fall apart you better try being stupid oh, instead of smart once you take out all the garbage that's in your brain forget about your future get jealous, jealous, just, just, just do Forget your affection for the human race. Reduce yourself to a zero, better than you far fall right in place. Oh! Contraint yourself one time, job yourself two times, job yourself three times, contraint yourself four times.
0: That was The Contortions with Contort Yourself. The four bands on No New York are often seen as the core of the late 70s no wave scene but there were plenty more and I urge anyone with an interest to dig into the more obscure New York acts. There are loads of gems to discover. One such band is Why Pants who were a trio of filmmakers and photographers whose distinct sound featured toy instruments and layered vocals as well as a distinctly feminist lyrical slant which frequently focused on domesticity and tension in relationships. Here's them at their most harrowing. This is called That's The Way Boys Are.
3: When I'm with my guy and he watches all the pretty girls go by...
0: That's
3: the way boys are. And I feel so hurt deep inside I wish that I could die. That's the way boys are. Not a word do I say, I just look the other way. That's That's the way boys are. When he treats me mean and he acts as though he doesn't care. That's the way boys are. I don't tell him that he's being so unfair. That's the way boys are. Cause he loves me and I know it, but he's just afraid to show it. That's the way boys are. When he wants to be alone, I just let him be. Cause I know that soon enough he will come back to me. That's the way boys are When we have a fight and I think that I won't see him anymore That's the way boys are Then before I know it, there he is standing at my door
1: That's the way boys
3: are Well, i let him kiss me then I know he wants me back again That's the way boys are that's the way boys are.
0: It certainly is. That was Why Pants with That's The Way Boys Are. Let's change direction slightly now and explore the work of the so-called no-wave composers, who were more trained musicians who used the electric guitar as their primary tool. We'll start with this classic piece by certified lovely man Reese Chatham, who I've had the pleasure of playing with in one of his 100 guitar orchestras a few years ago. This is a recording from 77 of his famous E chord workout guitar trio. just listened to Guitar Trio by Reese Chatham. Next up is The Mirror Image avant-garde, wild man and late skronk virtuoso Glenn Branca, Initially cutting his teeth in The Theoretical Girls, Branca then went solo and began to compose for multiple strangely tuned guitars, recruiting future sonic youth jammers along the way and typically taking a more jagged and dissonant approach to the more blissful Chatham. From his classic LP The Ascension, this is lesson number two. lesson number two by Glenn Branca. Now I'll play you a few selections of later No Wave. I'm not going to go too deep into Neo No Wave or We'd Be Here All Day, but here are a few things to give you the gist. Perhaps we'll do a part two at some point. But for now, I'd like to introduce you to 90s Queer Core Weirdos, God Is My Copilot, and this rather explicit cut from their Gender Is this Gender Does EP, which was released in 1992. Rumour has it that this band might be cooking up something new soon after many years, so keep an eye out for that. Here's a song called Sun Wind.
2: I drew that line for you so I'd know when I let you go over that you were it, that you were the one.
0: sun wind by god is my co-pilot but maybe you fancy something a bit more danceable well i've got you covered because this is maybe my favorite 90s no wave band the scissor girls with a tune called by process of elimination which is taken from a seven inch they did in 95 and later compiled onto the 1997 compilation here is the is not everything this band did is worth your time if you like the sound of this or bands who took influence from them i mean early erasure is practically scissor girls worship if we're being honest with ourselves anyway let's hear it Okay, so playing us out, our Minnesota trio, Gay Beast, whose mission statement of making a music that was queer in both ethos and substance really impacted me when I first discovered it in the late 2000s. This is a track from their 2009 album The Second Wave, which was released through legendary No Wave and noise rock label Skin Graft. Again, I suggest investigating this imprint for yourself if you're curious about the newer strains of this sound and approach. I had to sneak this one in, there's something tender and emotionally intelligent about this record and Gay Beast in general, which I don't really come across much in this kind of music. It's not bitter and nihilistic like the OG New York bands, but it's still powered by a very real critique of normativity. This is a track called Expanding. Expanding. Thank you for your time and patience as always. More soon, probably, but until then, remember that it's hard to say the wrong thing to the right person. Speak soon.